Vishnu Sahasranam, name 913, Shishira. This is or was a fairly common name in Bengal previously. Understood to mean the cool season. However, Parasha Bhatta interprets it in a different way. Uh, in relation to the deliverance of Gajendra, he rushed to render help. Shudva chakra gadadhara sanidham kalpayama satasmin sarasi. That simply by hearing Gajendra calling, he just rushed off to be close to him. He, the, the pained cry of Gajendra pierced his heart. And with his Sudarshan chakra and his mace, he flew, he flew down to the bank of the lake. He's always depicted as coming on the back of Garuda. But actually he was in such a rush that he left. He didn't inform his wife, Lakshmi. So she must have been wondering, what happened? He just suddenly ran out of the house. Did I do something wrong? It looked like he was in a lot of anxiety. He didn't even say anything to me, like, I'm, I'm just going out, I'll be back in five minutes. He just whew, left. And when he found that Garuda wasn't going fast enough, he, he, he took Garuda and flew by himself. And carrying Garuda in his hands. When Gajendra called for help, Hey Narayana! Deliver me from this difficult situation. Bhagavan Narayana became very angry at the crocodile got there as fast as he could, cut the crocodile into two, and relieved Gajendra from his misery. Of course, this is all Leela, because Bhagavan is in the heart of his devotee. He's in, he's in every living being. So he could have just manifested himself right there. Or even just from Vaikuntha, he could have just killed the crocodile. But, but he wanted to personally go and deliver, and deliver Gajendra. Yeah, as I said, the other, or the common meaning of Shishira is the, means the cool season. Shankaracharya uses this meaning and says that he cools down the burning situation of material existence for his devotees. We are all suffering adhyatmic, adhibhotic, adhidaivic klesh. Miseries, miseries from our own mind and body. Miseries from other living beings and miseries from 
natural disturbances. But Bhagavan cools us in the, when we're burning in the fire of material existence. One uh, recent commentator, 20th century commentator, Satyadeva Vashishta, he no. takes both meanings that one who leaps suddenly, quickly, one who moves, one who moves, and the other meaning is the cool season, and takes the meaning that Bhagavan. He supports all living beings by methodically moving the seasons. This uh, specialty of Satyadeva Rashishta is that he often interprets names in terms of Bhagavan's actions within the material world. Of, of how, how he maintains the material world and all living beings therein. Baladev Vidyabhushan explains, just by seeing him by his very darshan, all the sorrows of the devotees are washed away. That was certainly the case for Gajendra. Uh, simply seeing Bhagavan in, coming in the sky, even though he was still tormented by the crocodile, he immediately felt great relief upon seeing Narayana. Understanding that my torture is now just about to be ended. So we, these two meanings, one who goes very quickly, who moves, and that he's uh, very cool, cooling, or, or he is representative of the cool season. So these two meanings can be combined, that he is very cooling and comforting to persons who are tired of material existence. Nitai Pada Kamala Koti Chandra Shushitala Jai Jagata Judai The lotus feet of Lord Nityananda are more cooling than millions of moons. And in the shade of his lotus feet, all the world can be uh, relieved. Just as the Cool season is very cool and pleasing. So, Krishna, just thinking of him, remembering him, it's, it calms our whole consciousness. Our mind is always agitated. People go to psychologists to get relief from the perturbations of the wild mind. But the real process for relief from the problems of the mind. Bhaja Huremana Srinandanandana Abhaya Charanaravindare. To worship this uh, Nandanandana, Krishna, whose lotus feet are the abode of fearlessness.
uh, when someone gets very agitated, we may tell them, cool down, cool down. I suppose they say that in Russian also. Yeah, everywhere, every language you say, hot-headed, cool-headed, in every language they say. So, we are overly heated, in, especially in this modern age full of Rajoguna. We can get relief in remembering Krishna. Just like Gajendra, he was suffering physically and mentally. When he realized that he had no other shelter but Narayana, he called out to Narayana. He looked up to the sky and prayed to him. And Lord rushed to save him. Okay, I'm just going to take shelter of a little medicine here. Medicine is also given by God. Not so sure about this allopathic medicine, but it, it also has its usage. Name 914. Shavarikara. Anyone want to give their son that name? It's a not very common name. You wouldn't know because you all have you have names like Ivan and and Alexi and all that kind of thing. But many of these names in Vishnu Sahasranam they're still used commonly for children in India, but not so much now. They have all stupid names now. But I Shishir, yeah, I know that name is at least in Bengal that's given or used to be given. One famous Bengali was Shishir Kumar Ghosh. Any, any others famous Gujaratis? Shishir? Huh? Ganesham. Yeah, that's a famous name, but do you know anyone called... You ever heard the name Shishir for a boy? You know someone. So still used. Still used. But Shavarikara, you ever heard anyone with that name? No. You'll only, only people who know Vishnu Sahasranam will know this name. It means he who has weapons in his hands. That's one meaning. One name already... Uh, well, just, just a few names ago we had the name Chakri. It means he who has the disc weapon. Prior to that, in the 8th century of names, we had Sarva Shastra Britambara, the best of holders of Sarva Shastra Britambara, the best of the holders of all weapons. Shastra means weapons. Astra and Shastra. And Shastra means scripture. And the very last name in Vishu Sahasranam, name 1000, is Sarva, Prahar, Sarva Praharana, Sarva Praharana Ayudha, who, who holds all kinds of weapons. So it's a similar name. 
So uh, Shavari is in, understood to mean that which tears to pieces, hurts, kills, and kara means hand. So he has weapons in his hands. Parashra Bhatta says that he came, Bhagavan came to deliver Gajendra with five weapons. His Shankar, Konsh. You can see the picture. Panchajanya Hrishikesha. Ah. So this is not exactly a weapon, but it, it's, it is a declaration in, in the context of fighting. It's a declaration of you're ready to fight. And in Bhagavad Gita, it's also stated that when the Pandavas and Krishna blew their conscience, that the hearts of the enemies were shattered. So when Krishna came, he had... Shankar, Chakra, his disc weapon, Gada, his mace. He, it's not mentioned that he had a lotus flower that was being offered to him by Gajendra. But uh, Bhagavan had his Shanga bow. Translate properly. Translate properly. <laughs> And Nandaka. Nandaka means? That's his sword. That's the name of his sword. So, he was well prepared. Crocodiles are difficult to kill. Did anyone ever try? I don't know, but some of you might have killed a chicken. Now, nowadays people don't kill chickens, they just buy it, right? We won't make a survey. Pigs are very difficult to kill. Yes. You know that? They fight like anything. I haven't done it. I've, I've seen in India the people, they keep pigs, and then when they have to kill them, it's, it's not such an easy thing. So, uh, another meaning of the word kara is to do. So, we, just like we have uh, words like karta means dua, we find that comes up in Bhagavad Gita a few times. Karta hamiti manyate. Foolish person. Foolish person thinks, I am the doer. Kartavya means something which you should do, your duty. In Indian languages up to the present day, we have words like, Wukam Koro, do that work. So, Kara comes again. That's in Hindi. So, another meaning if we take uh, to do, then the word sharvari can be uh, who makes violence. 
Shavari hingsa tankaroti iti shavari karaha. Yeah, that means that. One time on a train in India, I had a big argument with a Christian preacher. He said, your God is always killing people and our God is the God of peace. And I said, well, ultimately God kills everyone. Whether he does it personally or indirectly, everyone is killed. We have in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna even says, I am death, mrityu sarvaharashchaham, I am death, that takes everything away. But he also delivers us from death. It depends whether we want to be a Gajendra devotee or a crocodile non-devotee. Actually, the, the Gajendra was a devotee in his previous life and the uh, crocodile was also a demigod and they both got cursed to take lower life forms. By, by killing the crocodile, Narayan gave him liberation. And Srila Prabhupada explained that, that that crocodile was actually blessed to become a great devotee. Because he said that somehow or other he was in contact with the lotus feet of a devotee. So Srila Prabhupada said that somehow or other one should be in contact with the lotus feet of a devotee. Biting is not the usually recommended way, but Better than being an ordinary. If you're going to be a crocodile, at least attack a devotee. <laughs> Sometimes we wonder in our movement, they're all supposed to be swans, but some don't like to say it, but some seem to be something more like crocodiles. <laughs> Why are they harassing us so much? Well, somehow or other, they're in the association of, of devotees. One of the meanings for the word shavari is night. He makes the night. He makes the night, he makes the day. Shankaracharya uses this meaning to mean that because the night is dark and stops our ability to see our vision. So night can be compared to ignorance. So ignorance or illusion means forgetfulness of him. The sun creates the day and indirectly the sun also creates the night because the absence of the sun, light, means night. So similarly, Krishna, Surya, Shama, Maya, Hoy, Ondaka, Jaha, Krishna, Taha, Nahi, Maya, Adhika. Where there is Krishna who is like the sun, uh, wherever there is Krishna, Surya, Shama, yeah, so where, wherever there is Krishna, there is no possibility of the darkness of maya, of illusion. Here we also have in the word andhakara. It's the same derivation. 
Kara means that which makes and Andha means blind. So that which makes us without vision is night, is darkness. So ignorance or in illusion means absence of proper knowledge. We have in Bhagavad Gita, Yanesha Sarvabhutanam Tasyang Jagarti Samyami Yasyang Jagrati Bhutani Sanesha Pashyato Munehe. Just like what is night for all beings is the time of awakening for the self control. And vice versa. Just as much as the self-realized souls are in the light of transcendental knowledge, the ignorant persons wallow in darkness. Persons who are self-realized, they, they don't experience all the cares, worries, troubles, pains of persons in material existence. While persons... Persons in material existence have no idea of what is the state of the liberated soul. Literally speaking also, daytime is the time for activity, rajoguna. And night is the time of tamoguna, sleeping, inactivity. Of course, nowadays people, they go on 24 hours, especially in the big cities. When I first came to Russia, it was, it was common that the airlines, they would fly, take off at night at two o'clock in the morning, domestic flights within Russia. Something like that, take off at two o'clock, land at four o'clock. Maybe something like Voronezh to some short flight. And for some reason, never an airport in Voronezh, I can't remember. Anyway. Bryansk, there's an airport there. That's only a very short flight. Anyway, whatever. So, one commentator, Radha Krishna Shastri, says that he makes the night, that's his kindness upon the overly active living beings. At least they get some rest. People have so many worries and hard work, at least they get some rest. Of course, it's common in the present age that people have so much anxiety that they can't even sleep at night. Shita atava vatava rishana idina jamani jagi re. This Govindadas, that same song, Vajahure Mana, says that being harassed by various material miseries, I'm harassed day and night. And literally speaking, the uh, transcendentalist, he, he rises early in the morning. That time early in the morning is very good for spiritual practice. Very good for spiritual practice. Even, not only in the Vedic tradition, but even in Christian monasteries, they rise very early for some time before I joined this movement, I was staying in a Christian monastery and their services began at 3.15, I believe, in the morning. Three, three o'clock, something like that. 
So for the person in Tamagun, they simply sleep and get some relief. Persons in Satvagun take advantage of the calmness, which is uh, very suitable for spiritual practice. Uh, another meaning is that he is the cool rays of the moon. In one sense, everything is Krishna. But especially we see in those things which are very pleasing. Not in Russia, maybe, because it's uh, mostly... Russia is famous for being cold. Whereas India is famous for being hot. So in the hot season, in India, at night, people, uh, they're very uh, they're pleased by the cool rays of the moon. That is appreciated in the villages, not in the towns. We find also that Krishna will find that when he saw the beautiful moon of the Sharat autumn season, he thought this is a very good time to dance with the gopis. So the, the cool rays of the moon are a form of Krishna, who may therefore be known as Shavarikara. Uh, in Bhagavad Gita he says, uh, Somo Bhutva, I become the moon, becoming the moon, he, he makes the uh, he makes the uh, vegetables very nice. The, the vegetables become very tasty, full of rasa, due to the moonlight. Because he is rasatnaka, he is rasovaisaha, he is full of juice. Baladev Vidyabhushan, our Gorya commentator, gives another meaning of the name Sharvari Kara. Kara means in the hand, Sharvari means that which kills. So he gives the meaning that in the hand of Bhagawan is a vegetable that kills. <laughs> Which vegetable kills? Any poisonous vegetables? Coconut. <laughs> Any idea? This is this is a tough one. This is, there are there are uh, poison. Some berries are poisonous. There's poison ivy. Do you have? They must have that in Russia. That ivy that's like almost triangular. Then there's deadly nightshade. Is one plant. It's in England. It's related to tomato. Bell peppers, uh, what's that, bagun, what do you call it, aubergine. So there are. And then in, in India there's that uh, datura, is, a, is vegetable, is not, well, if you want to kill someone. Uh, but it means, you won't guess it, it means the vegetable that killed Durvasa's hunger. Because uh, Draupadi 
famously, we were discussing this morning, she called out to Govinda when she was being disrobed. But another, t- another time, when they were living in the forest, the Pandavas with Draupadi, they were living in the forest. And Draupadi had Akshay Patra, a, a, a cooking vessel with unlimited amount of food. So whatever she cooked, there would be, she could serve any number of people. Because the Pandavas, they were moving in the forest and so many rishis came to them and it's their duty to feed them. Uh, but there was, there was a trick to it or a condition that she would serve everyone and she herself would take last of all. And after that, that was it, finished for the day. So Durvasa Muni was known to be of irritable nature. But one time he came to Duryodhana and Duryodhana served him very nicely. So Durvasa offered him a boon. So Duryodhana said, you go to the Pandavas with all your 60,000 disciples. You go and visit them after they've finished their meal. So the, Duryodhana's idea was that the Pandavas would be obliged to feed their guests, but they would be unable to do so after Draupadi had eaten. So Durvasa came with his disciples. Yudhishthir greeted him and said, yes, we'll, uh, yeah, please, we'll feed you. Just go take your midday bath in the river. In the meantime, he told Draupadi, Draupadi said, I, I, I already ate. Now what to do? We invited Durvasa with all his followers. He'll curse us. So what to do? It's time to call again. Govinda, Govinda, Govinda. So Govinda comes and says, yes, what's the problem? So Draupadi tearfully explains. So Krishna arranges. He he says, is is there anything left in the pot? Because after Draupadi eats, there's nothing left in the pot. Is there anything left? No. Look carefully. There's a tiny bit of vegetable stuck to the pot. Krishna said, give that to me. Patrang pushpang palantayam yome bhakta prachati tadaham bhakti uparitama shnami prayatamana. I'm satisfied if my devotee offers me leaf, flower, fruit or water. So, ah, yes, I'm I'm but I, I, I can't, I, know, I have to give you a meal, not, not a tiny bit of vegetable. Krishna said, give it to me. Okay, he took it. 
Ah, I'm fully satisfied with my devotee's love. Yasmin Tushta Jagat Tushta. When he is satisfied, the whole world can be satisfied. So at that time, Dorasa with his disciples are in the river and they became fully satisfied. They felt as if they had eaten a huge meal. <laughs> and Dorasa then he consulted with his disciples, what are we going to do? Yudhishthir must have prepared so many lush, lavish preparations that we can hardly move, let alone eat anything more. So they all left and didn't come back. Therefore, Krishna is Shavari Kara. With the deadly vegetable, he killed the hunger of Durvasa and his followers. Krishna is very intelligent. Hare Krishna, that's the end of this talk. <laughs>